We've got a big announcement, girlies. We're going on tour. We're going on tour. We're hitting the road, Jack. Woo! So don't you come back no more, no more. We're bringing our tour. That's showbiz all that's over showbiz. Ireland. You have to say it like that. Well, oh, but I that's can't sing. Showbiz. That's showbiz. That's <laughs> showbiz. You have to say it like old, old-timey American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it I'll work on it we, we, That has to okay. feature In the show okay, I'll work on it I'll work on it We're coming to Name them A city near you We're going to Cork Limerick Galway Belfast And Dublin Yeah sorry about the Midlands But we can't drive And we need to be accessed by train We don't really know Any of those com- Sorry our, our, <laughs> our geography knowledge Of that part of Ireland Is limited But if you want to come see us Go to ticketmaster.ie And Take get your tickets Because they're flying out The door girls And our girlies In the UK and Australia Don't worry because there's exciting dates coming soon. Yeah. Keep the eyes peeled. That's keep all we'll say Keep the eyes and ears or peeled. And the ears, because you yeah. might hear it on here again. Do you keep your ears peeled? Keep the ears clean, I would say. Anyway, maybe. we're waffling. Anyway, also, link in the episode description on how to get your tickets. Exactly. See you then. See you, girlies. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you feel the chemistry between us? No. It's very, it's giving um, nunnery. <laughs> There's no vibes. There's definitely a vibe. I no. can't really put my finger on it. I can't no. articulate it perfectly. No. But there's just, it's an energy. And I'm so sorry. If we were <laughs> to do a third, it wouldn't be with you. I'm so sorry. It's just because like, you're like my sister. It'd be so weird. I wouldn't weird. want to do, I'd be just doing our own bits. <laughs> It's your favourite queers back in your ears. It's I'm Grandmam. Hey girlies, I'm Kevin. And I'm PJ. And welcome back to I'm Grandmam. Woo! Right. We won't be wasting any time. And no theme. No ketchup either because there's a lovely looking gentleman sat across the way from me and his luscious lips are lip glossing. And I want to begin my chat with him. It's been a long time coming, but the guest this week is... I can't believe it's happening. My fiancé, Jose Galan. Also my friend and my lover. <laughs> John Ron, please. Jose Galan. Alexa, play Finally by C.C. Peniston. Woo. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Finally by C.C. Peniston. Oh. This is an absolute right. tune. And it's also an awkward bit where we, we, we want to... Well, you actually, have, you have to just Jose's get into it. Yeah. I'm always it's, getting into it. It's like bring your fella to work day. Yeah, how is it? I feel I'm kind of up to ninety <laughs> to be honest. Now I've been asking for this for the last four years. I think I'm rattled. That was the time. Now, guys. How long for this to kick in? There we go. Right in front of my face. Can I hide? Put me on my misery, Snapper. <laughs> Alexa! You were just like this. Stop. 
I'm so up to 90. Why am I so nervous? I've never seen you more frazzled I just think before it's, record. <laughs> I think it's because, like, obviously, it's the love of my life. And I'm bringing Same. him on the podcast. I'm throwing him to the wolves. The girlies, like, even though the girlies are lovely. You'll be fine. I know the girlies, girlies. are going to eat it The girlies know me. Yeah. Welcome to I'm Grandma. Woo! Um, you could say nothing for the next 40 minutes and the girlies would be like, oh my God, Jose, though. We have a few rules to go through before we commence, right? Um, girlies listening, you can be nothing but nice or I will block you from the Grandman page and my own page. Wait, why would people be hurling abuse? I'm just doing a disclaimer. No trolling, please. And also, when we put out the visual teaser of this, obviously, you're going to see myself and Jose in the same room. You're going to see the connection and stuff. Don't bother commenting about it <laughs> we're aware of it everyone's aware PJ wanted to play The Boy Is Mine as the intro track because he felt so threatened anyway welcome to the podcast thank you welcome for to having me finally Jose. actually can we actually get full name like you have your photography page on Instagram and then you have your own personal page yeah. my actual full name is Arman Jose Galang oh, like his first name is Arman your Arman. first name is Arman did they call you Arman in secondary school no they when did, when did it stop? No, primary school, I was our man. Yeah. Our man. Is, uh, it's just not my name. <laughs> I kind of like it, babe. I, kinda, no, I think Jose's really hot as well, but I kind of no, like I feel like I'm a Jose. I'm not yeah, def- you're definitely a Jose bus. Yeah. I feel like our man would be straight. Yeah. Like Jose's queer. Jose's yeah. queer. Jose's big queer. Arman's your straight alter ego. Yeah. She doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, so full name, Arman, Arman Jose Galang. Galang. Yeah. Soon yes. to be Kirby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Let's talk or about this. Me. Or so, me. are we going to double barrel or not? I think so. I feel like Kirby Galang sounds. I think Kirby Galang, Kirby too. Galang yeah, has the better. But then Galang isn't even really how you pronounce that that last name. That is it. Galang. Oh yeah, Galang. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so oh my I, I God! Thought, you I thought you were in prick. I thought <laughs> it around the whole I'm time. I'm not me whitewashing the surname. I know. I do it too because I'm just like it's so it's so hard. Kind of like it's really slow. Like Galang. You have to stop and think about it. It's because Galang. like it's so in, like obviously where Jose's from in the Philippines, they speak Tagalog, right? And it's like so like some of the pronunciations I just yeah. can't do it. Yeah, so it's shit. Well, you better start learning for the speech, baby. I'm I saw to. a speech the other day. Someone had learned. Um, Korean Oh I saw Did you this. see that video yeah. And he was speaking And I was like Oh my god Like I don't obviously Know Korean yeah. But the pronunciation Seems pretty spot on And I loved how Most of the reaction Was just aimed at um, the, family. The, the family Yeah And it was just So touching You could so tell maybe, That they actually like, Really appreciate that him Yeah, yeah absolutely You just wait You need to start You just wait the no, no. It's all, Tanya it's knows More Tagalog than No you. she Oh my god. Tanya is no, doing her research. I know more than Tanya. I know more than Tanya. <laughs> you know what song? I can say I love you in. Uh, oh, oh my god, has it gone that Mahal- way already? <laughs> has it gone that way already? Actually, to start things off, I would really like to play this exercise that I also saw on TikTok. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's only a two person thing, so we're going to have to swap around. What do you so, mean? Okay, so for example, Jose, if we start off. It has to be done in silence. We need to just look at each other okay. for 30 seconds. Okay. And then we're going to discuss things afterwards. Well, this is so awkward, babe. What you, what are you, you're just staring into his eyes. No, I'm joking. I made this up. I was like, where are you still heading? Oh my God, 30 seconds is a long time. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, it's something both of you have in common, which we need to address. What? Me. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you're, you're welcome. You're the... I came into your lives and I've blessed you with my presence and the both you, the better for it. So the reason actually why we're doing this podcast, we're actually going to be talking a lot about me and how like I change lives <laughs> for the better. PJ is the common denominator. Yeah. Also, myself and Jose are really hot. But um, <laughs> you've now been living together under the one roof. You were doing long distance for how long? Remind me. Six, six, years. six years. Six years. Six years and then seven years. One, eight. Yes. Yeah, six. We're nearly <laughs> eight. We're, ne- we're going to be eight years together in February. February. So we we're living together. We're living almost together. Almost two years. Almost, almost two, two years. years. Yeah. So then six years. As someone yeah. who's yeah. had the... Pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> As someone who's had the pleasure of living with PJ for... Were we together five years? Were we? Were five we? years? Yeah. What is it... About living with PJ that gets most on your tits. Come on, <laughs> look, let's just. He puts away everything, but forgets where everything is. <laughs> so I'm just like, I have like, well, I'm really messy. Yeah. But I have like yeah. a method to my chaos. But I have things, I'm just like, I know where they are. And then he moves it, but he, didn't, he doesn't remember where he moved it. So it's like, it takes me ages. Or sometimes he would be looking for something, but he doesn't really look for anything. He just but- goes, Jose, <laughs> where is it? No, but sorry, no, right? I just look, imagine, like, please. He'd be like, he'd be like, where's the hoodie? And I'm like, the one you left in the middle of the floor in the bedroom. He's like, yeah, I knew where it was. I was like, I folded it and put it in the fucking wardrobe. No, you don't remember sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I don't. Like, yeah. But girls, I'm a busy gal. I just like to clean up. <laughs> I can't believe you're so tidy, though, these days. Well, yeah. I'm really messy. No, so do you know In what? comparison, he's really tidy. And do you know what I love about this? Is that Kevin loves to paint the picture on the pod <laughs> that I'm this, like, messy slob of housemate. How fucking good am I? I'm no, so clean. No, this is great because <laughs> I'm actually glad that the conversation has led us to here because... I essentially no. did all the hard work no, for No, you didn't. <laughs> You're pushing this narrative that you house trained me. You were like a I wasn't a stray dog on the street. Now, to be fair, we're both messy. He's just a bit... A bit more organized yeah. when it comes to his mess. Now, I did, you did... You had very particular ways... Yeah. In the house. So I geared you up a small bit for it, Actually, right? I kind of... Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like... He has a method now. Yeah, you're, yeah. More, you're more. But my methodical. method isn't the same as Kevin's. Yeah, I don't know. Because his, his is insane. <laughs> his is insane. Are you doing that spin-off book yet about your own cleanliness <laughs> in the house, the Kevin way? I want to know how was doing long distance for all those years because lockdown was particularly tough because we couldn't just go out and like forget mm. about things and I couldn't just yeah. be like, oh come on, let's go for a night out. So like, and I remember there's a time like when you were literally, you would spend the week and you were in bits yeah, because you were like, this is so, so, so tough. Mm. How did how did you find doing long distance for all those years? I mean, I always kind of look back at it and I would always say that, like I would always say to PJ being like, I think for me on a personal level, it actually really helped me become like a better partner for him because mm-hmm. of the distance. Oops, mm-hmm. Just because I had to deal with so much of my own things and all this yeah. stuff. Um, I feel like the distance really helped me <clears throat> kind of um, be, be my own person, you know? Yeah, I feel like absolutely. I wasn't so... Because like I'm obsessed. I'm really obsessive about things. So I feel like if I kind I'm of just jump straight in... <laughs> if I jump straight in, I just kind of... I feel like I would have lost myself. So okay. it wasn't... I We always talk about this. I... 
between the two of us, for me, I didn't find it as challenging because um, okay, fuck. no, <laughs> fuck because no, 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 because PJ's like love language is touch. Yeah. Like literally, we have th- I have this thing now that I kind of limit him from like hugging me. Or Which like is embarrassing me? that we're saying out loud. But yeah. <laughs> you do what? Wait, quick, go back. No. You what? I limit him from no, like, so hugging me. No, so basically, right? I want, I want, I'd be always like, so I'd like, I'd come home and I'd be like, how are you? How'd you get And he's like, yeah, Grant. He was like, the shop is busy. And I'd be like, oh. And then he's like, this is not a hug moment. Yeah, he he's just like, hugs me or like, I'm like kisses me I'm, every, I'm, every like, moment. I'm anything. Like, sorry, it was everything. busy. Um, uh, is, is your love language too? Yeah, oh, I love 100%. a cuddle. Like even even last really? even last night we were watching the film and I was like pure trying to cuddle him and he was like, "Can you get off me?" <laughs> oh, yeah. you're me. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not very like I I enjoy That's it sometimes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. but I'm just like I feel like I get so aware when someone is touching me. So I'm yeah. just like my brain is like doing something, but then I know that you know his arm is yeah. like on my arm or something. So now he's now he just goes so and then I'm like <laughs> okay, and I mean sensory overload. <laughs> <laughs> and then I but it's the voice the most no, I, had to, I actually had to explain it to him before I'm just like it's not anything but I feel like I just I get really like overstimulated because at so. the beginning I'd be like okay just tell me you fucking hate me then <laughs> yeah. and I'd go psycho and I'd be like I'd go into the other room and I'd be like pure like uh, cleaning the gap but like really loudly and then he'd be like no Peter like that's just like, it's nothing to do with you, you know? <laughs> it's great at least you recognise and you're like yeah. oh you yeah. have yeah. your safe word but when Peter gets overbearing but I think that's why I did struggle because like uh, like you can't give someone a hug over Skype, mm, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, you say that, but also, like, I think anyone would have struggled in those circumstances. Yeah. Oh, People yeah. were struggling with just lockdown in general, like, not yeah. to mention being yeah. separated from your partner. Yeah. And also, like, there's so much worse to what you're saying as well, saying that, like, going through that so early mm. on in your relationship and doing the long distance thing kind of geared you up for yeah. the Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it prepared us even for the lockdown because if we didn't have like the long distance before the lockdown yeah. that probably would have like because i don't know like the lock like that whole time is just insane crazy yeah. we, on a personal was, level when so. it first happened i remember being on like zoom to you and then we were like fucking these amateurs all trying to be like online <laughs> yeah. long distance like, like, we were training for this yeah. <laughs> i was like we're unreal literally i was like should we've been do- training yeah. for this i i actually loved the period when you were doing long distance uh, i prefer <laughs> it now because i don't live with pj but i enjoyed certain aspects of it particularly when you would have your date dinner the nights and he would try new recipes and PJ would still cook for two <laughs> but you weren't there so I would eat your portion <laughs> so that was a great time for me we made fish tacos which were gorgeous oh, gorgeous you did the Guinness stew we did a Guinness stew oh my god you did that paella was it a vegan yeah. paella and I think you cooked that for me or was that you cooked that for no. me some New Year's oh maybe no that was me that was me that for was New Year's yeah because the one thing about like Jose is that like I'm a great cook. He's, yeah, no, I was like, you do that, number one. But, like, you do loads of stuff. Partially because you have undiagnosed ADHD, <laughs> right? Which we definitely need to get checked out. So any girlies listening who yeah, can, you can um, diagnose test me. for ADHD, that's great. But your your undiagnosed ADHD did... ADHD, ADHD <laughs> did cause you to hop around a lot of different creative pursuits. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah. So, obviously, I met you as a dancer and yes. that's like where you first came into people like people should know this at this point right that uh, you met each other at a dance course at a dance yeah, yeah. dancers like yeah. full full time dancers actually. yeah what was your first impression of PG when you saw him were you like what the, what the heck is that because <laughs> I'm after I'm after saying mine which first impression the, the first first one or the, the first one where oh. we were oh. gay 
Oh, you want about the mean? Kyle Hanagami one? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Kyle Hanagami was this big choreographer. I know Kyle Hanagami. Thank you. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I was the YouTube videos. But he was a big choreographer from America, and he came over to teach a workshop in Dublin. Me and Sarah McKenzie came up on the on the bus, and then we were shitting ourselves because we were like the country bumpkins going yeah. in to this like big dance studio in Dublin. Like you kind of know everyone, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you recognize who's like, oh, I don't know those people, and like, I was kind of just like noticing him. And I you thought it was straight him. though. But like I know, he was I giving he was straight, straight yeah. Like the first, that's why and I he was, was stinky. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're literally a child. <laughs> no, but you were purely straight and stinky, but I was never stinky. Sweaty. Ask your sister. <laughs> yeah, sweat, sweaty. Um, but he actually, I thought PJ was straight when I first saw him. Very straight energy. So yeah. I was just like, okay, and I'm not really gonna like not, let's pursue not, it. Let's not mask shame on the podcast, <laughs> guys. This is a safe space <laughs> for all of the community. But um, one more about me. What was was it gorgeous? Was it beautiful? Um, well, like we, I don't know. I actually forgot about that. But then what? the next time you, <laughs> you, I saw you again, and we were both like queer after that. So yeah. Like I knew you were. You were gay because then I, I think I saw a month before you came here yeah. and you posted something and I was kind of stalking you and I saw that you were with your ex. Mm. 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 <laughs> um, and I was like, I was like to Christian, I'm like, oh my God, PJ's gay. He was like, what? <gasps> I was like, PJ's gay. And then I was just like kind of stalking him. They all wanted a piece, you know. Um, <laughs> and then I saw him and then he like... You know the whole sh- story yeah. of that. You read know, the book. Came in, read the book. But that was my perspective. But like, um, No, it was like me and Christian were sitting down and then like he came in with this, like I literally still remember the like the knitted oversized top. From American Apparel. And he R. was like, he had his like hair shaved and he came in and I was just like... You were into it. I was so into it. Really? I was just Jaw like... on the floor. And then like he was walking in. It was like... Now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually funny, but he was like walking and I was just literally like... Oh, oh stop And then like, he really came cute. he came up to us and he gave us a hug and I was literally like Oh Um and then I was just telling all my friends that I actually really fancied him um that weekend just so it would circulate so yeah. And then we and then we had our first date in Nando's but then it was like literally me and Jose and then all the other <laughs> I know, and then all the others were there. I, well, I'm so old, cause like that. I think that year was the year I also just came out. I yeah. came out to my family that year. So I wasn't really like, oh, I want a boyfriend, or yeah. I want to get into a relationship, or I want to start dating. I was just kind of just like, okay, it's my first kind of year. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still discovering um, yourself. Yeah, like really trying to figure out like what I like and stuff. And then, so even when he we were when I was trying to flirt mm. or was trying to be like forward, I just didn't know what to do with myself. Absolutely. I was yeah. just yeah. like, Ugh. did you plan the whole coming out thing? Like, I know, but like you need to tell us. <laughs> um, I, w- I was kind of out to some of my friends and then it was just coming home. Like every time I came home, I just felt like really like, oh. and then I think, I think that was the start of the year in, in January. I was just like, I literally woke up and I'm just like, I want to be happy. So oh. I went and met up with my, like, one of my best friends, Regina. Um, we went to Hoth. I came out to her. And then we, I went back to town. I, w- I came out to my sister. Amazing. And then we all went home. And by the time we got home, everyone was home. And I came out to my whole family. Whoa. Um, none of, not, I mean, my dad home. was surprised. He was just like, I never knew. I'm just like. Mm. But, I mean, my parents said the same. Every day, but also, yeah, the Nile is a river in Egypt. You know what I mean? I know, I'm just like, like mm, as in, like, 
Like there were all, like, there was signs, you I know. know. There were signs, uh, but you come from a fairly religious background as yeah, well. So does so that play a part in that? Very, more very, difficult? very, very religious family. But I don't know. I don't know what. Like now, like I haven't really thought about it in such a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was very much because like it was such a Catholic family, and like you know, growing up, it was always like oh, being gay, is this being gay, is that. Mm. Yeah. It's a sin <clears throat> and all these things. And I'm just like, oh, you, you kind of like put it in your head. But then I'm just like, mm, whatever. Yeah. Mm, and then it came out. And, and then one of your first holidays together was the Vatican. Literally. <laughs> it, but it's so weird. because we, we Yeah, it was mad. Because like, we, we, we yassified the Vatican. We yassified yes, the Vatican. We did. <laughs> no, actually, we hated but it so it, much. But it was that was the time when like, I feel like Jose's family were like, oh, they're serious. Because we were like in yeah. the Vatican together. Your dad was so lovely. Like he like, before that. That's kind literally of, when my dad like, <clears throat> really like, accepted because he was like he was he probably took the longest time to to come around to the fact that i'm gay and yeah i'm not changing as well you know yeah. i feel like when when i first came out there was just these like oh my gosh is, are things i'm just like no i'm just i'm just who i am still yeah they were like is it a phase um, are you just experimenting yeah kind of but then yeah. like when we went to the vatican i remember my mom telling me that my dad was telling the story to all of their friends being like i feel like like that was his moment where he saw PJ being like really caring towards me and <clears throat> being there for the family, even though we like we were hitting the time we were waiting for six hours in yeah. the Vatican in the cold. You saw um, you saw the hope was Beyonce, I like can't oh believe my God. It six and it was hours. so. And I remember as well. I was being really caring to you, but I was also like at one stage you were like you okay, and I was like I just think it's ridiculous. I can't even hold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the Vatican, like yeah. my dad really like um, softened after that, and I feel nice. like. I feel like he realized that there's not like there like all these things he's learned about people being gay is completely Irrelevant. false. You mm, know, yeah. you're just like we're just people like loving each other. You yeah. know, there's no difference to like him and my mom or like other, other examples. I feel like it wasn't even the moment where he accepted me. I feel like it was the moment he accepted that there was no difference. Yeah. That oh, love love is love yeah. and regardless of, you know, who mm. you And you know what? He probably in that moment as well or on that trip saw his son happy and probably saw her happy. And just thought, well, how could you argue with that? If oh my, my son God. is happy, I'm yeah. happy. You know what I mean? That's so lovely. So, yeah. um, Shout <coughs> out, what is your dad's name? I should know this. Ray. Shout out to Ray. Ray, <laughs> loving your work, you have babe. To, you have to say Tito, Ray. <laughs> Tito Ray, <laughs> loving your vibes. So this is another thing, right? So there's a lot of things similar between Filipino and Irish culture. Like that, the Catholic thing is definitely a thing we share, right? But there's obviously other like traditions in the culture I had to learn. But Jose forgot to tell me. So that, like basically in the Philippines, <laughs> like out of respect, you have to say to like the older like people, yeah. like uh, Tito and Tita, yeah, like explain like that them. better. Sorry. So basically like you, you call like your elders, like like kind of auntie and uncle yeah i think you know so tito and tita is like that uncle and or auntie or like if if they're not that much older than you if they're like an older sister or like an older brother it's ate and kuya pop off ate (laughs) (laughs) you love that song that's just a song from drag race philippines (laughs) but then like i didn't say that to vj like he kind of just went in and it was like calling them by their first names and like me me and my siblings were literally like literally so you know the way i am obviously i'm trying to make a good first impression so i'm bouncing in the door being like oh my god gene so lovely to meet you give me a big hug you were probably saying live for you bitch and all this (laughs) they were like what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but I was pure. and then I remember looking over and like 
um, Athe, like Jose's sister was like <laughs> a bit startled and then I was kind of like oh is she allergic to me now or what and, then and you're very loud and I'm very loud <laughs> he's very right? loud isn't he yeah, actually, that's another thing how's living with him when he's so loud <laughs> he's so loud but then I remember she pulled me aside and she was like oh this is the story and then I remember being like Jose I was like why didn't you fuck tell me <laughs> oh but it was nice that you learned that way you yeah, know what yeah. I mean baptism of fire and the you know fact that I mean? you were even trying as well in the first yeah. instance also as so I like um, one thing I think we share a bit, but it's actually more, it's more on the Filipino side is that like, there's a lot of pressure on you to get like quote unquote proper jobs. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So like, it's always like, why don't you go into like nursing or why don't you become mm. a teacher or why don't you get become like, and like you had turned around then and you were like, Oh, I want to be a creative. <laughs> like, so like, what was that like for you? I was actually thinking about this recently. Cause I'm just like, I don't think my parents ever really like, stopped me from doing anything yeah. they never encouraged me to do anything <laughs> <laughs> but they never discouraged me mm-hmm. to like not do something um it's just because like the culture of the philippines just because it's a third world country so if you live there you'll know like how the competition like you have to get a good job you have to get into a good school yeah. and you need to have really good grades for that and then you need to get to like a good college and then you need to like graduate with like honors and stuff and to get into this so it's just like that mentality of surviving like yeah. we came i came from like a very like like poor family like very mm-hmm. like and then so i feel like everywhere in the philippines that's the mentality you can't really pursue like your hobbies mm-hmm. yeah you know, what they exactly, kind of yeah. call it but um yeah so it was never like it was never like oh be an artist oh pursue this oh maybe try photography oh maybe try like music maybe try it was it was always just even now it's always seen as just like oh like your hobby or something Mm -hmm. um but i don't know i feel like i've always just like fell into things that i love yeah Mm -hmm. i don't even know how i fell into anything yeah, it's what the ADHD. It's ADHD. <laughs> 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 you just like, see something shine no, and you're like, no, I'm going to give it a try. I should be like walking and yeah. then I see something and I'm just like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. a great way to no. fucking live as well. I just, just love kind of like doing my own thing. Yeah. It's like if I feel like I want to be like a florist, I'm going to be a florist. I get yeah. you. You know, if I feel yeah, like... You were telling me one day you were like, oh, Jose's a florist. And I was like, oh, like amazing, but I never knew. But then I came over the next month and you weren't a florist But you were managing a vintage store in Temple Bar. And then I thought you were joking about him being a florist. No, honestly, I don't even know. It's like, you know how some people are like, oh yeah, my grandparents are like artists and or I didn't come from a like, I don't think, I don't even know anyone from my family who's like an artist or yeah. like a full-time yeah. like who pursued like a creative um field everyone's like was a, a rapper for <laughs> his sister was a Not rapper <laughs> send me the vid after um maybe when we go home to the philippines i inquire more because yeah. um i don't really have this like oh yeah my 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 mom taught me how to draw when i was mm. you know i'm just like no i think i just i've always I think for me, it's like what really stimulates me in the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, and you're obviously just a creative person, right? I think yeah. for a lot of creative people as well, it, it doesn't matter like what outlet you're channeling that creativity. Mm. You'll just try your hand at something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And if it interests you and if you're getting a bit of a buzz off it, you'll yeah. stick with it. You know yeah. what I mean? You were talking about the Philippines there as well. And like one thing that always kind of stuck out for me is that like I obviously was so privileged that like I literally was born in Blarney Street and lived there my whole life until mm. I moved to London, right? And the Lo- 
you could have gotten a better <laughs> deal than Blarney Street and walking up that fucking hill every day. <laughs> but but you know, anyway, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Of, yeah. As in like my whole adolescence, whereas like you were like, you moved here like when you were like a child. Like, oh, like yeah. how what was... What age were you, Jose? Sorry. Was it, were you 11? 11 years old, yeah. 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 So like Did be, my research. Imagine like <laughs> moving from the Philippines when you were 11. What was that like? Did you have English before you moved over? I don't just even really remember. I know I was watching Harry Potter and stuff. And I kind of understood it. So maybe I did. Like, we obviously in the Philippines, you have. Magic is universal. True. Uh, no. Why is Harry Potter my reference? <laughs> what is it? They're going to sacrifice themselves. <laughs> no, like in the schools in the Philippines, that you, you actually have to like speak in English. Okay. Or they give out to you. But I don't even really remember knowing it or fully really understanding. I had words. Yeah. And stuff. So I wasn't fully like, I didn't know how to speak English, but I, didn't, I, was, I also wasn't fluent when I, I moved you. here. Hmm. Um, so I moved here when I was 11. I thought in my head I was only moving for for like a holiday. Like I'm going to see my mom. I haven't seen my mom in like, I think like nine months at that time. And that was like oh, the well, time okay. where phone calls, you have like landlines, yeah. but you don't really get to call that often or there's no like video calls. We like, I think she used to send us like letters and stuff. So okay. imagine like an 11 year old child who kind of just like, you know, your man moved away, but you don't really understand yeah. why. Mm-hmm. Or you're just like, you just kind of, I think I just felt like she just left. Okay. I haven't seen it's her. Crazy. You know, and I'm oh, just like, my oh. mom went, my mom went on a holiday before with her friend Burr for two weeks. <laughs> and I remember I was in bits. My yeah. mom got back from that holiday and I was kissing her feet. Oh. So like nine months must have been crazy. Your yeah. mom moved over yeah. first to work. Yeah. Uh, she moved, service. Yeah. She yeah. moved here. She's a nurse. Um, Cause they, again, as I said, like we weren't, I don't know if I say, like, I'm going to say poor. Yeah, you just were. because we were it's like there yeah. was like times where we couldn't take exams in the school because you know our yeah. tuition fee wasn't paid in time mm. and stuff like this yeah there was just so much struggle so you know let's and like she was trying her hardest trying, obviously yeah. but it's oh, so Jesus. hard yeah like. um she had to move she had to like find somewhere where she could kind of provide for three kids mm. and stuff yeah. and all this so yeah but then for me i'm just like maybe like now looking back at it, i'm just like i was 11 how did i un- like i didn't understand yeah. the you know, she had to move to provide for us. I yeah. just want my mom around, you know? But, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because you just, lost. so you would just have this feeling of abandonment, but then like, you're like, yeah. she's actually doing the biggest act of love by yeah. leaving the country and yeah. trying to provide for you. I you feel know? like now, like kind of like, when now everything's kind of going full circle because my sister has like two kids and they were kind of, you know, kind of really understanding what my mom had to do for yeah. us. So the foundation uh, that she said, yeah, like that she had to kind of, you know, move away, even like away from her. Fa- Imagine like going, yeah. like leaving your three kids. Mm. It's like probably like was crazy. And she it was, was so alone. Tough for her, I'd imagine. She didn't really know. Like obviously she had people, you know, that she worked with, but she didn't really have her friends or family um, or even access to them like what like what we have now so it was just like yeah like because now like you could obviously at least have FaceTime and stuff but back then mm. you literally could have to schedule and a landline yeah. call like now thinking about it I'm just like oh my god that must have been like really like difficult when you first got off the plane like what would the vibe like oh my god because, cold. So, like do you know what I mean like if you got, if, if you get off the plane in Dublin I'd be like freezing cold can we get back on yeah it was like March March 26th I think is when we yeah. arrived 25th is when we arrived here so it was kind of like spring it was still kind of chilly. Mm. We had like oversized like leather jackets because 
they were like, oh, it's going to be cold there. So my, my dad kind of just like got like leather jackets from his friends or his oh. families. So it was like me and my um, my sister and my brother, we were all like wearing these like oversized leather jackets. And you just get out. Like this was my first time being on a plane. So I was just like, oh. I was actually getting sick the whole time. Oh, no. uh, but then I came oh, down gosh. and it was cold. And it was like, you know, like Dublin Airport used to be like tiny. So you had to get off the plane and then walk. And it was like cold and then... And I was just like, I saw my mom and all this thing. And like, I don't know. Everything was like magical So, so can I ask, when you arrived in Ireland, obviously you were navigating being in this brand new country. But yeah. were you excited for this new life and to be finally being reunited with your mom? Or were you traumatized and like, get me back to the Philippines? I think it was more, I just wanted to be with my mom. I don't like, yeah. like, in, like when I think about it now, I'm just like, I didn't really have anything, any like opinions of being here. I wasn't like, oh, I hate this because it's cold or I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just with my family. I'm just happy to be here yeah. because um, <clears throat> my family is here. But then, Kind of like the undercurrent of that is I've literally left everything I know. Yeah, absolutely. About my entire life without any preparation. Yes, they've told us we're moving or yes, they told us we're going to see my mom and stuff. But, you know, there was, you know, obviously they're like old school parents. So they weren't really talking about feelings or, yeah. you know, like you're not going to see your cousins anymore. That's who are what I'm like saying, your friends and other yeah. family. Like literally everything I know, even the weather itself, I'm just like, it was it was freezing here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't he like, like tropical heat. You'd be like running around the Philippines in like shorts and a t-shirt and yeah. all your childhood pictures. You're uh, never wearing a jacket like, once. Like. I don't even know what a jacket was back yeah. then. Yeah. You know? I wish there was a picture of you coming off the plane in those like <laughs> yeah. jackets I wish, that are too big yeah. for you. Oh, I also, love to have um, kept those. You always tell me about your mom when she saved up for the oh, stuff yeah. for you when you came over that's so cute oh she was just like I think the whole time she was just storing like like sweets and chocolate and oh. like all these things so like when we when we all came into where she was like living it was just like one room she was sharing like a house with like two other people but all five of us were just staying staying in her like one double double bedroom which was fine with us because like that was her setup in the Philippines we were all sleeping in one room um, oh my god! Yeah. Oh my gosh! My life is like PJ is gonna see. It's gonna see the house that yeah. I kind of grew up in. Anyway, she had like she had this like wardrobe full of like chocolate and like she opened it and I was literally like, <gasps> and then like literally because I've never seen. <laughs> it was like everything. It was even saying to PJ like Pringles back then for me was a luxury. Uh, yeah. Chicken nuggets in McDonald's is like luxurious. And PJ was rare. I know. <laughs> BJ was at the breakfast lunch. <laughs> literally, no, literally. Literally, they like talk about like the guilt to me. <laughs> so I'm like, 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 there's so like the the contrast now that I didn't really deep back then was actually like crazy. Cause like literally, like my whole world was like flipped, and then I had to just adapt. And mm. then you know, you just kind of like as a kid, you kind of just like you know, you're able to just like you know do that and like yeah, you know, and like when learn. when you don't know any better either. You, yeah. I suppose you on, on the flip side of things, like you probably didn't think. That you were missing out too much. Yeah, you know what like I, mean? I wasn't was like, to take me back. Then. I wasn't yeah. like, you know, I didn't know. I'm just like, oh, I'm just happy to be here with my family. But then, yeah. Was it tough to make friends? It was. It didn't, like, even in school, like I was saying, like, my first school here was actually, like, really, like, really lovely. Like, like I was saying to PJ, there was, there was a time that I didn't really understand them or, I like, I think <laughs> I kind of understood what was happening. Yeah. But really, I was kind of just like, because I had to sit in the last, so that was March, March, April, May, June. Last yeah. three months. Yeah. So last three months of like fourth class or fifth class, I think. Um, and then I was just like, 
everyone knew each other yeah. i was just like this random like, filipino yeah. kid like going in and i ha- had barely like no like conversational english yeah. yeah so i wasn't like i was talking to people and stuff and it's so funny because you even the english that you were learning i'm just imagining you being dropped in dublin oh and everyone talking like that and, and they all have a different slang and you're and like sometimes like the teacher would be like coming up to me like explaining something and i just remember i just have this like visual of me like sitting there like looking up at him and i'm just like I don't know what's happening. Oh. And I realized now that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I was like really anxious. Like, I think this is where a lot of the anxiety yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. built up because like, Absolutely. it was all this unexpressed kind of like, I don't know what was happening, you know? Yeah. I couldn't express myself in the language that people were talking. Yeah. And I couldn't really understand them, but... Um, yeah, even I was saying to Biji, like the first time I went to school, I had to bring like lunch. But in the Philippines, like packed lunch is rice and like a meat dish. Yeah. Or something. So you have like you kind of open it and then it's like food. That's that for me that was my, my lunch. Yeah. But then it was like my first day, it was literally like <laughs> every, your mom with the rice. Yeah. Yeah, like me, I had like like cute, like I was so excited, but then everyone like had like sandwiches and like Ham apples sandwiches and, and Nutella all stuff. sandwiches. And I was just like looking at like everyone and I'm just like, Oh, oh I can't open this. Oh, stop it, really. So I didn't, I don't think I ate my, my lunch. It's because I didn't really understand. Like, yeah, what, you, you know. don't want to feel different. And I, feel yeah, different and I, fe- I feel like now, like, think and talking about it, I'm just like, I must have felt like really like, oh my gosh, like I compared myself and all yeah. these things. Mm. And really alienated. Yeah, I felt, yeah, like, I think like this feel of, like, feeling of being different was, was there. And I think at that age, that must have been really like, tough to to kind of manage because you just like you don't yeah. want to be different from the people around you you want to socialize and be and be friends that, mm-hmm. that was like the time where we just like kind of play you know play games in, in the street but i've i've probably felt so different it was yeah. like you know this filipino kid and but yeah. they were so cute though there was a moment where they were all playing like like soccer in the yard and I just remember they were like, come, come, like, play with us. Yeah. And then oh. they, like... Yeah, kids can be nice, too. They invited me, and then they... I, I could see them talking. Yeah. And being, like, oh, kind of... I think they were just, like, just let him, like, like, like kind of score a goal. Let and him go just, goal. Yeah, and then, no, like, they I scored... Score oh, let him score. Yeah. That's so cute. That's very cute. Um, so I think they, like, they were, they were really lovely. I didn't have, like, a negative experience. Obviously, I think it was more very much how I felt within the mm-hmm. space. It wasn't necessarily how people are were making me feel, so... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, I remember that was the one thing I, I you know shouldn't have, but yeah. it like shocked me when I was like, Oh, you weren't bullied more like in your primary school, yeah. they were actually nice kids. It's because great that you had a positive experience, yeah. Because in my lovely. especially in the early on in my secondary school, like a lot of the non white students got like such dogs' abuse. Like, mm. I remember, and as well, the Asian kids were like, I remember one Asian child was like getting mocked, and he, they were like, Go back to China and all stuff, and he was mm. like, I'm Korean. <laughs> Yeah, he bad, was like, it? "What are you on about?" Mm. Like, is he, like, so, I, like, I'm, I'm glad, I'm so glad that that didn't happen. I know, to I know. You. Me too, you know even I mean? me, I'm just like that was like also like kind of inner city Dublin as well. Yeah, yeah. When did you find dance then? At what age were you when you oh, started dancing? Dancing happened when I was like 23. 23 oh, that was that late. Oh yeah, I wasn't like a dancing. Oh, child. I, I, so I had painted this picture in my head just when you were telling that last part of the story yeah. that you come over and you couldn't really communicate with your peers. Yeah. So, but the one language that you all had in common was dance. <laughs> <laughs> and then you broke into a routine and together. Then, and the rest is history. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> and you found your tribe. Oh, God. And we're back into a musical. Okay, so it wasn't that. You were no. 22. No. Oh, my God, baby. Did you then eventually, like, as you grew up, like, are you obviously got welcomed by a lot of Irish people, but mm. did you do you feel a part of, like, Irish culture? 
it's this is like the really confusing bit that's really hard to explain if you're I don't know because I feel like I'm a what is it a first generation? Yeah, you're, you're first, is it first generation immigrant? It is yeah. right because you you came second here. generation is would be my kid. Yeah, would yeah, be like, your like, kids. Like, like if you're in Aurora, you're okay, so like I'm yeah. a first generation, but I moved here when I was 11, so it's really conflicting. I'm not like oh I don't, I'm confused between the two things. I'm just like it's just really hard to to place myself. Okay, because yeah. I feel like there were a lot of my kind of formative years. I I, w- I try. I tried so hard to be white. Mm. You know, I tried so hard to like, like you know, like blend in and and do what everyone else was doing. So like a lot, like if like I spent so much years doing that, and now I'm trying to unlearn those those things that yeah. I've been trying mm-hmm. to do. So I'm in this kind of stage. Honestly, I'm in this stage right now where I'm I'm trying to find really like my my identity. You know, like mm-hmm. I do feel very very filipino and i feel yeah. mm-hmm. super connected to to that but then the other side of that is i don't know anything about it i never yeah. like i left when i was 11 so i didn't i don't understand their history i don't really mm-hmm. i mean I, I speak the language yes i eat the food and all this stuff but culturally i don't really kind of i don't know you know i know irish things and i yeah. know what i know now because of trying to not be filipino but then i'm just like it's just like this like in between trying to reconcile the two yeah, yeah. it's really really kind of I hard because i used to always ask you before i was like would you call yourself like irish irish filipino filipino and it's always a question you struggle yeah. to answer like because you're always like you don't really like where do you where do you put yourself that's, yeah. that's the one thing i've always you always struggle it, to answer it's, that question. it's very much still like a question that i'm asking myself right now because it's hard it's, it's a really hard i'm just like i do understand a lot of irishness and i a lot of me and a lot of what i do is very much derived from that but um i don't really feel like i'm irish like if mm. someone says are you, do you feel irish i'm like no i mm. don't i'm filipino like yeah. you know i'm from here or yeah. i consider this home yeah um but i just don't think i feel like i could i feel like it's more like i can't allow myself or i have no permission to to feel irish but do you do, do you think that's because of yourself or external factors? Because I know we had a deep conversation. So basically, obviously, there was the riots in Dublin mm-hmm. a few weeks back where in the daytime there was a tragic incident happened and that then in turn caused this big riot in Dublin mm-hmm. and from the far right, they used it as an excuse to yeah, basically... They were basically opportunistic in just looking for an excuse to the tear the city Wrecked apart the, and get uh, like their anger that they've maybe been feeling towards the government yeah. and everyone else and also they were a lot of their hatred was you know aimed at any migrant who exists mm. in the literally city. and they just used this as an excuse so that basically there was loads of layers to it and we can go yeah. into all that but basically what i want to talk about is that that night we you were with me when that yes. unfolded yeah. and like at the start you were kind of like oh get home there i think something's happening in mm. town and then as the night went on you got more and more Upset. I'm most upset because mm. of what was going on. Yeah, I literally had like a full on breakdown. <laughs> yeah, he understandably so. Yeah. yeah, but it was more funny because like when they finally gathered myself, I'm just like, okay, breakdown. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, like <laughs> you were having a breakdown. Like, literally, yeah. me would, the next would, day. I was like, but babe, it's so rightly so. It's, oh, it was yeah. so. It's just a lot. I feel like it's just a buildup of a lot of things for anyone who's like, like a person of color and is an immigrant here in this. Maybe even if, even if they were born here, I don't really know the experience. But for me, anyways, and for the people that I know, it's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like 
that's I feel like that's why I find it so difficult to like allow myself to feel yeah. Irish because I feel like there's always this um, some people there's always people who would who would look at me and just be like go He's back to Irish. your country mm-hmm. and I'm he just like yeah and even yeah. like the the I always like we always discuss this like I know it's like a harmless and I don't really take offense in it but I feel like the most common thing I get asked anywhere by like a stranger is where where are you from where are you from mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and I feel like that puts me in a position where I'm just like, oh, you've seen that I look different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Then, then, and then, like now in my head, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting mm-hmm. for you, just so you will, you're able to accept that even I, if I'm different, I know Irishness. You know. Yeah, so just yeah. all like I feel like, for I'm just gonna speak for myself. For me, it was just it's just like years and years of like having to adapt and having to to like kind of cater to you know make people feel like you know they're not like you know i'm not that different and mm-hmm. all this stuff um you're not threatening what it is that they're irish what they ideal know. Is yeah or and it's, yeah. it's just uh, it's just that i'm like i know like people say that you know loads of people aren't that way and I, I fully 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 like agree with that but it's just like that one person who would like you know say something that i'm just like oh, okay yeah like i'll never feel like I'm from Ireland because I just like this, the, make the color of my skin and all this stuff. It gets really, really tiring. And Exhausting. I feel like feel like that week or that night, it just kind of really bubbled up inside me and just like kind of erupted. And and I'm just like, fuck. Oh, I, oh, I can't say that. Say, yeah. Oh my God, baby. Fuck sake. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck sake. I'm just like, I still like anything I do, anything I do. And I feel like, I don't know if you felt this because I know you've lived abroad as well, but for... A person of color is an immigrant in a country. I feel like there's this like criteria that you have to like fill. And even what people were discussing afterwards, they were like, "Yeah, but there are these like lovely immigrants who like just do the work and like put their head down yeah, and all that." I'm just like, I get that argument, but that also in my head now, I'm just like, that's just the other side of what they're saying. Absolutely, you know? yeah. You I'm shouldn't just have like, to be the perfect person yeah. just to exist and in yeah. a country. Like, I feel like. Any, like a lot of people will relate to this. It's just like I feel like you have to be exceptional yeah. just to be just to be accepted here. Mm-hmm. You have to have like I have to be really good at what I'm doing, or I have to be like a really good citizen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm just like I just want to exist yeah. Yeah. and not have to be questioned. Exactly. You know, I'm just like I don't know how if you felt that in London where you have mm-hmm. to like fill a criteria or I've only felt like that my Irishness has been celebrated. Me too, yeah. yeah which when is When I was working ridiculous. as a waiter and yeah. people's faces would light up when they'd hear yeah, my yeah, accent. Yeah. And also like going over to London, like one thing that happened as well, like people don't know where you're from in Ireland. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They don't know where you're from. Yeah. They don't know what your background is. They probably can't differentiate yeah. between an inner city working class accent mm, yeah. in comparison to like a posture. They just Irish. hear Irish yeah. and, you know, their ears prick up. And obviously I know like Years ago, there was the whole thing of like, no blacks, no dogs, no no Irish. Irish. But that has never been my experience. And most Irish immigrants anywhere, well, maybe in Australia, they're tearing the place up a bit. No, they're they're, they're (laughs) having a ball in Australia. (laughs) But like, like, they are welcome to an open arms. That's why I'm like, even during the riots when they were screaming like immigrants out, immigrants out and all this stuff. I was like, Irish people are like the biggest group of immigrants. All we do... It's immigrate, literally. <laughs> yeah. Is it immigrate or emigrate? Emigrate, leave. leave. We leave. <laughs> yeah. We take on like the like all like Boston, like like you know, like Sydney, <laughs> Perth, like Charlotte Lindsay. You know what I mean? Yeah. We yeah. us in London, like we're we're famous immigrants. Like yeah. I'm yeah. like so for you to then turn around to say people who are coming back into our country be like, oh no, we don't want you though. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? And, like, you're right, right? The majority opinion would probably be like, oh my God, Jose, we love having you in the country. Yeah, yeah. But there's no point in shying away from the fact that there's murmurings of fascism and mm. like right wing rhetoric that is making its way up to Ireland and we've been ignoring it yeah. for years and yeah. just because we don't have like a mainstream like right wing political party I think people have always thought that like oh, it's grand, like, the yeah. Ireland's yeah. fine yeah. oh no it's mm. Cade Mielefoyle the land of a thousand welcomes yeah. we'll look after you whatever but it, it burying our head in the sand to all of it isn't Assisting the problem in any way, mm. like it's not the way forward. Like literally, they were saying that their strategy because they've they've this has been happening so much, especially in Dublin, like protests and stuff, right? Mm. And yeah. they were like, they were a like, a lot of it, I think, kind of have been in lockdown and stuff, yeah. and then with the war in Ukraine up, and yeah. stuff, and people coming over, yeah. and it, it's been festering, right? But then. It, they've said that the guards' approach in Ireland was to lean, be lenient with these people. They were like, let's have a soft hand approach. But like, obviously, we know now that that doesn't work. Yeah. And mm. also, as well, like, um, there's so much like disinformation on the internet. You know what I mean? Oh, like, so it's in like, it's like it creates this vacuum of people. Like, if you're in a Facebook group and that's where you're getting all your news sources, mm. you do kind of get indoctrinated into it. So I, I know, like, and they do target working class areas because. They are people who are struggling and they're being let down by the government and now they need somewhere to point their anger. They're channeling their yeah. hate. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they're it's doing. They just need somewhere to channel the hate. Mm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really know like what <clears throat> the solution for that is because I feel like it's deeply ingrained in us for... I, don't, I think in the whole world. I don't think it's like exclusively to Ireland. I feel mm, like everywhere I go, I would feel the same. I would feel like I'm a second-class citizen because my skin color is mm-hmm. not... I'm not ethnically white, you yeah. know? And I feel like that that's the issue. And I feel like it's that's deeply ingrained in every single person. Even if you feel like you're progressive. Um, and that's the frustrating thing. I feel like that's why I was really like emotional and really like felt so like triggered by what's happening. Because I feel like, and again, I feel like a lot of people will relate to this. It's like, it's the, I'm just tired. I'm tired of, right. of doing the emotional labor for, for people, you know, mm-hmm. for, for just like, all, I'm just like, oh, I have to adjust because, you know, I'm a person of color. I have to like be exceptional or I have to speak this way or I have mm. to, you know, I just, there's just always like this long, 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 long list. And even if it boils down to it, um, they'll just see my color and they'll be like, you know, get yeah. out. Yeah. So it, whatever I do, I feel like it feels You're like that. It feels like, anyway. yeah, whatever we do. And I feel like there's, and for me, I'm, I, I'm even also privileged because I'm like, you know, I'm quite, a big man <laughs> and she's I'm built, not she's I'm built girlies I'm not like she's an easy shoulders. like target for yeah. a lot of people but then mm-hmm. I have friends who you know who are in a more like itty bitty vibes yeah like yeah. and yeah, even absolutely. just absolutely who'd feel a bit yeah it's scary. So you, know, scary. you know people start on them more yeah. because they feel like they are an easier mm-hmm. easier target so I feel like if, if anyone speaks up about like how hard it is to live here because you're a person of color then someone's gonna go well go back to your country Mm-hmm. I'm just like no, tell the other Irish people. I am going for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just like tell all the other Irish people to go back here. Why aren't they yeah. being yeah. questioned? You know, give yeah. them the same energy. I'm just like I'm gonna stay here, and I'm yeah. gonna. I feel like I've felt um, this kind of like activism to kind of speak yeah. out about it because, like, I have two nieces here that are yeah. like kids, and they're gonna grow up in this country, and I don't want them to kind of face the same thing as like we've faced, where mm-hmm. you know they feel like they they always have this like you know you know they feel like second class citizens because yeah. you know 
I'm just like, I just want to exist. I don't even have, I don't want to have to prove anything to anyone. I'm just like living here. Like immigration, emigration is a part of this world. Everyone's yeah. moving around. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? It's also, it's what's holding the fucking country together. Yeah. yeah. And we love to travel around the Gaff girls. Everyone's traveling and everyone's, everyone's like living somewhere else. So yeah. I'm just like, I, I just don't want to feel that same burden anymore yeah. of like yeah. having to be questioned, having to answer for things and improve myself. I'm just like, no, like if you can exist wherever like in london without you know being left in peace i want to be left alone in peace exactly um, look that's a fucking simple way of putting it i'm not even asking it's not i'm not talking about to ask people to do something i'm just like yeah. i just want you to know that these are lived experiences you know like even if you don't see racism out yeah. there or outright this is what we have to live i feel uncomfortable going into town or it's like the people it's not even like people shout at me it's like you know the looks i get or mm -hmm. i get treated differently in a taxi yeah. but even like I hear like you just hear it like everyone like shouts like go back to your country and this I'm just like there's I don't feel fully safe and yeah. you know I always be like looking around and um, all this stuff and I know you don't want anyone to do anything but I do right so because <laughs> it's a case so, of calling it that's out that's it exactly yeah. I was just about to say like, especially if you're from a privilege like so like if you're white and you're you're obviously don't put yourself in danger don't just saying, no. don't obviously yourself, if you feel safe but also even you don't need, if someone is has a, a verbal assault said to them you mm. don't have to run after and beat up the person that says it because obviously yeah. like don't don't be putting yourself in danger also violence wouldn't solve anything yeah. but even turning to the person that that happened to was and say are you okay like so sorry that, that happened to you do you want like, me to like help you go to the guards or whatever that'll make so much difference and i get it i'm just like don't put your own safety in at risk yeah, you yeah. know i'm just like yeah. if you are someone that can help help but then I think it's more yeah, like actually just having it in your head and yeah. recognizing that, you know, like we live like a different experience mm -hmm. to, to you. Absolutely. And sometimes like, like when, like even like not like not to like I'm saying like you did a bad thing, but even like the day after you were like, come out, it'll be nicer, it'll be better for you. And I'm just like, no, I actually, the anxiety I feel within me is yeah. real. Like yeah. the fear for my life, the fear for my friends and family's life is real. It's not like, oh, they... Or they just kind of like they were rowdy. I'm just like no, like you heard yeah. voice notes being like kill all yeah immigrants, yeah that was yeah you know was and I'm just scary. like that's like spooked me out and I'm just yeah. like that's a real real feeling for a lot of people. Yeah, so absolutely. when we say we feel anxious or we feel unsafe, it's not like ah they'll be fine like no one's gonna harm them. Like we feel that in every step real. we make yeah. outside of our houses, you know, maybe even inside. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just that. It's like being aware and being compassionate to to people and having. You know, understanding that they're living a completely different like Thanks experience. So Thank yeah. you Thanks so much, much for sharing. Also. You are such an icon legend we really at the moment. Appreciate it. Um, do you want to marry me? No. Oh, <laughs> now you're taking back the ring. Okay, girls, we do need to clear up a huge rumor, right? From the outset, from the podcast's inception. <laughs> we have received messages from many a confused girly <laughs> saying, oh my God, can't believe PJ is dating Hosier, right? <laughs> and I blame you because anytime you mis mention him, especially in the early days when you were, you know, finding your way around addiction, <laughs> you'd go, me and my Hosier. Hosier, you can sit back and relax and we can just enjoy uh, PJ's okay, responses. Okay, I forgot about this. We're yeah. playing Jose or Hosier. Basically, I've... <laughs> You should have a little paddle. Mm. Oh my god, yeah, we should have done paddles. Well, it's a podcast, <laughs> no, so grab the cats. It's grab a the cats. <laughs> you pick, you you pick happy no, for Jose. Lip gloss for me. Oh god. <laughs> it's Basically, a podcast, it's not a visual. I'm going to call out a few obscure facts okay. about 
Hosier and your fiance Jose. Yeah. Right. You have to tell me who the fact is relating to. I'll actually be upset if you don't. My kind of know. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Sammy. No, I don't like this. I'm being put if, very much if, on the okay, spot. Okay, okay, If if you get you know me by if now. you get it's more wrong. Jose staying in my bed tonight. <laughs> no, if, if I if I when get more if I get it's so more, cold in that room, baby. I need if, I, if I get more right, you have to get a tattoo with me. Wait, I thought no. you were getting a tattoo. No, I said number one bestseller. No, he didn't. He said bestseller. Go on, continue. I said number one bestseller, and I'm going to get it in the new year. I've been so busy, okay, okay. girls. You just parade around the guys. <laughs> what do you mean? With your cats or whatever. Like, I have a I shop. Have a I'm running a shop. <laughs> He's running a shop. <laughs> we didn't even talk too much about Golly Gosh. I know. Follow yeah. Golly Gosh Vintage on Honestly. Instagram. Can I just say, on yes. Golly Gosh, it's, it's, it's quickly become my favourite Instagram account. Your voice, and I've realised it more over the course of this record, <laughs> Very is soothing. exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had started the podcast. Yeah. Um, also, like, girlies, so many of you come to Golly Gosh, and I just want to say thank you. Aww. That's why I'm here. Because oh, do a lot of the girlies go. So many. Literally. You're they welcome go, for all the sales. They, no, honestly. <laughs> from me. <laughs> They would, be, they would be like, oh my gosh, I know PJ, I know the pocket, but I'm just like, I oh know my Kevin. Gosh. I know Kevin, I'm <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, they said Kevin. They said, definitely said Kevin's name. <laughs> yeah. Run me that check. Run me that check, Alligator. No, please. but honestly, like, you have the best. Like, I'm not just saying this because I'm here, but like, they're the best. Right, guys. anyway, we're going to fly through these. Okay. Whose man loves to paint? Is it Jose or Hosier? Paint? Yeah, this is something wrong. Hosier. <laughs> Hosier. Yeah. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. His first album cover was actually painted by his mum. Oh, that's lovely. I actually want to look at it. I think I know what it looks like. No, it did look very um, traumatic. <laughs> Whose go-to karaoke track on holidays is Problem by Ariana Grande? <laughs> Hosier. Yeah, it's Hosier. <laughs> now, I don't know that to be true. Obviously, it was tougher to find obscure facts yeah. on, on yeah. Hosier. But he, he did sing a cover of it for a BBC live lounge. Really? So I'd imagine, it's actually really good. I'd imagine he'd maybe do it on okay. Hulls if he was like doing it. karaoke. But yeah. obviously he probably oh, wouldn't he be doing karaoke it. on Hulls. Okay. I hate karaoke. <laughs> Who loves the coffee in Fallon and Burn? The coffee in Fallon and Burn? Yeah. You don't like coffee, Hosea. Yeah. Me. It's Hosier again. Yeah, Hosier, yeah. Yeah, when he was working on one of his albums in Dublin, he said he lived Fallen off the food and, and coffee at Fallon. Really? He got money. He got money, yeah. Okay. Burn food. Who money. chose Joseph as their confirmation name? Jose. It's Jose. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, which of these people <laughs> had a dog named Charlotte? Hosier. It was Jose. You didn't have a dog named Charlotte. Yeah, it is. Charlotte, Ninja Stephanie. and Derby. Oh, that was... I had more dogs in the Philippines. You had more dogs in the Philippines. Oh, well, you never told me about Just Charlotte. Just because they were sleeping oh, in the room doesn't mean they didn't have space for a dog, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they, let, they were outside. The PETA don't ring. Yeah, PETA doesn't... Do you want to go to the <laughs> yeah. Philippines to see the dogs? Okay. At Easter time, <laughs> who would most like to receive a Malteser egg? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Why do you keep looking at me so I'm going to give you the answer? Like, Jose? I don't know what he's saying. Jose, yeah. Yeah, because Jose is on to Montesa. No, but you said well. Jose. Yeah, but I don't know, like... Wait, are we keeping scores? You know? Well, like, you like every type of chocolate... I wouldn't like Maltese or eggs. Okay. Oh, I basically just found a tweet. But that's a nondescript thing. I just thing. found a tweet from Maltese or said that would, his favorite would, chocolate would, is Maltese. No, sorry, no, Gurley's listening. Who wouldn't like a Maltese or egg? No, the one you'd want. I would the go most. Kinder Bueno first. Kinder Bueno, me too. Yeah. On the 23rd of September 2011, who posted a picture on their Instagram <laughs> of a Starbucks cup with the caption, Morning Coffee in Camden. Jose. It was Jose. <laughs> you did it. I did. Babe. It was Jose. But you, you don't even drink coffee. And it was a venti Starbucks cup. It was like a mocha. What, a oh my God. Like, babe, I was screaming going through your old Instagram. so funny. Who once had a mobile number ending in 3313? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, that's you, Jose. No, it's Hosier. Do you know anything about your fiance? No, it was Jose. No, it was Hosier. How did you know his mobile number? So listen to this. I'm going to give context. <laughs> he released his personal number on Twitter after the release of his first album so fans could call him and let them know what they thought. That's so funny. Oh. Now, most of them, I think, left voicemails. Okay. I don't think he spoke directly yeah, to them. I, say, I doubt it. Okay. I wouldn't um, Lastly, who used to be obsessed with powdered chicken and mushroom soup? Jose. It was Jose. <laughs> yeah, you're still a kind of air, no? Not as much anymore. We used okay. to get like big, like from Musgraves. And then okay. Like, oh, I think I did well. Oh, sorry, I have one more. No, I have two more. I don't know why I said that was the last one. There's no more. Yeah. <laughs> Whose first instrument that they learned to play was the violin? Jose. When, when did you give it up? Did you learn it over here? No, I don't know yeah. why he gave it up. ADHD. Oh, okay. ADHD. Oh, sorry. Whose favourite childhood TV show was Fraggle Rock? Jose. Yeah. I don't even know what Fraggle Rock yeah, is. I, I, I think no, it's the thing with puppets. Joe, the one thing I love about Jose, well, he's more clueless about like celebrities and stuff like that than I am. And that's saying something. <laughs> oh, really? like, I'd be it's like, not into pop culture. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, oh my God, and we want this person show. And he's like, who? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like so rude because yeah. I'm just like should I I'm, know I'm like, oh person? my god guess whose podcast we want he was like who's that you know what I mean he just doesn't have a clue girlies I haven't a clue all good things must come to an end oh, no I feel like we've been recording all day have we? it was a gorgeous recording thank you for joining thanks thank so you. much for finally coming on the podcast for finally clearing up the rumours <laughs> for just being a great partner to one of my best friends and for making him very happy are we all very much lovey toffy the whole episode yeah but look come here we, we've we we, love, love. most of my episodes I rip into you okay yeah you know what I mean yeah it's been nice it's been you a nice one tell um, all the ates and titas I was asking for him can you say that yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the queers and the titos what about the queers and titos you only want the girls <laughs> the you only want the girls girls obviously pop off at it pop off at it pop off tita anyway Jose thank you so much thank you so much I'm in Jose Galang everyone we need to say goodbye in Tagalog Paalamna Balamna. Paalam Paalamna why do we go really deep when I'm like speaking it's actually Paalamna so what is it Paalam 
פעלם. 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 I think so, oh my gosh, I'm here, right? Okay, we'll check it out. I don't know, I don't actually speak Tagalog. Bye, girlies! Bye, girlies! Bye, 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 bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.